Lemon Pepper Parlay is presented for the People by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. I'm your host, Martin Weiss, joined here by my co-host, Will Blackman, who didn't join me. I knew Vegas. it! I knew it! <laughs> I we knew were it. You know what's so the whole time. You know what's so funny? We've been we've been, you know, doing this show for a while now together and I just I knew exactly where you were going. <laughs> like I, I could have oh, did the opening yeah. months. <laughs> you know why you knew where I was going? Because I, you and the rest of everybody else had my travel itinerary, which had me in Las Vegas for a nice stretch. We got to meet many people who support the Extra Points Podcast Network. It was wild to see out there, Will. We had a football throwing competition, which now I know you are actually, that's probably the real reason you weren't there. You were ducking it. I understand. But um, actually, did, no, how'd your son's game go? Did you guys have fun? Yeah, we had fun. Of course we have fun. You but hear you guys, my voice? But you guys, like but you did, that's because you had to travel across the country. So it's, it's, across the country. Oh no, my fault. Yeah, my fault. You didn't have to go that far. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I keep thinking. I keep forgetting you're in Los Angeles. I keep thinking you're somewhere else. Back in the back in Michigan, my son's game went very well. We won. I'm the head coach. We won the first game uh, Monday, and we won the game yesterday too. So it was good. It's good. I hate good. coaching well, basketball. I'm glad. You it's, hate it. Why? Well, I get it. I'm so nerve, like so it's so nerve-wracking. I'm so like, I don't know. It's because I don't do it off. I know basketball, but I don't do it at all. And so for me, I'm just like, I just want the kids to win and just have fun. So it, I'm just I'm an emotional wreck during games. Well, sounds like you were successful winning was. and having fun probably on Monday. You know the best part uh, about basketball you know is what? when you is when you draw what? up a play and it works. That is like the best feeling ever. We have a beautiful inbound play, and we probably scored six points off of it. Good stuff. <laughs> I bet. I bet it does feel good. <laughs> you just got to do like sixty-one more of those. You could be an offensive coordinator and <laughs> try to draw up a play that works. <laughs> I could do that, by the way. Uh, but no, Vegas was a blast. I uh, got to meet a ton of people. People who are big fans of the Lemon Pepper Parlay as well. Um, and it was uh, it was awesome, honestly. It, it must have been because I've ever had in Vegas, which oh really? I, I personally generally have terrible times in Vegas because I lose well, a lot it, of money. Well, it helps when it's all set up. That's the that's the that's the <laughs> that's the, no no. I'm serious. That is the problem. I I did Vegas on my own one time, and it was absolutely miserable. Like I had to you know get my own place, get my own room get my own reservations, get all this stuff. And literally just on the fly as if, you know, I was out, excuse me, out in town in like a big city, like LA or something like this one, I really had to navigate and not, not to mention, I ended up spending so much damn money for just a regular ass weekend. And when I finally went the second time and had my whole itinerary, somebody did it for me. Someone set me up. Great time. You have to think, just show up and do your thing. It's different. So I did. I just showed up and did my thing, which <laughs> not everybody showed up to everything. But you know what? Everybody did show up at some point, um, not excluding you. But one of the best parts of the weekend for me was personally watching the Detroit Lions go into Lambeau Field 
Bro, three and twenty-seven in their last. Let's 30. talk about teams that are in the playoffs. Next four question. Four and twenty-seven in the last thirty. Let's talk no, about teams. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers had a chance to get in, and they lost. Let's and talk about Lions teams won. that are in. That was all over it. Let's talk about and teams Baker that are Mayfield in. Had to throw a terrible interception again. How many times you heard that sentence? My Lions to make the playoffs parlay would have cashed. Let's we'll talk, talk about teams about that are in the playoffs. Teams in a second, I want. We got to we're going to talk about them in a moment. We got it. There's a whole We're not going to just we're not going to slander. Down. Look, we're not going to slander my Packers off the top. That's just that's just not what we're doing I today. am. I just did. I just did. But Detroit what's didn't get in either. For, what's what's going to be next? But what's next for the Packers who are not going to the playoffs? I think Aaron Rodgers shuts it down and goes and enjoys his life. Really? Yep. It's been a good run. It's been a good run. You know, it was cool. Go be a pro golfer. Go chill. Enjoy your life. You're in Canton already. Go enjoy your life. Right now, he's just trying to add to the legacy. And at this point, when you're having these bad losses, it kind of, I mean, he's in Canton regardless, but it kind of, you know, people will always have something to say. So I think. It's kind of like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, you're adding to your legacy regardless what you're doing at this point. Because you're a legacy type of player, right? For like sure. Established For that. sure. You're in the Hall of Fame. So right now, whatever you're doing, up or down, is adding to what For sure. people are going back over your career because it's going to be a career that people examine throughout the history of football. Correct. Correct. So right now, he's just he's just padding stats. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. So I, I personally just – also because he's so different. You know, and I think that's what really, you know, rubs people the wrong way is that he's just different. He doesn't really, he doesn't really care what anyone else thinks. And so people are offended by that. So I feel like he would do something crazy, like just shut it down. You know, even if he does have what, 50 or 60 guarantee next year, something like that. If it were be anybody like to be in the NFL to go and turn down the 50, 60 million and then retire. And then in the retirement press conference, talk about it would make me feel mad about it it's going to be Aaron Rodgers it will be Aaron Rodgers yeah. yeah it's going to be Aaron Rodgers it's going to be like you jerk all right whatever <laughs> get out of here it's just it's just money it's nothing most of the time yeah most of the time you sit there and look at a guy like you know what i respect it i, I shoot you know what yeah, what, what yeah. Team no it's, Aaron Rodgers somehow is going to be right. all about him He's not like he's not he's not married he's not married he doesn't have kids it's not like hey i want to go home like JJ Watt wants to go home and be with his family He's like, it's been a right. good run. I want to go home. And Aaron Rodgers, he's not going home to to family or anything. He's going to go play a guitar and play some golf. And playing a charity football game this year like we did last year. Yo, speaking of J.J. Watt, did you see that video they put together Bro, uh, and showed I, him on Hard Knocks? I'm usually – I'm pretty stoic in certain situations. But when I saw that video, I was like, all right, man. Like, I need to turn this off. This <laughs> Yeah, that man, was, it was a bit much. I'm like, that no. was a bit. It was, it was, it was excellent. It was I mean, excellent. Lord have mercy, had all the, all the current players. And you know what? The moment that really got me was when they had Tom Brady come on. But man, you were painting my ass for a long time. <laughs> I was like, that's got to be the coolest thing ever for you know what I'm saying for Tom Brady to be like, yo, hats off to you. Yeah, like, like you really wrecked me a whole bunch. Like that's still got to be dope. 
I know. And Aaron says, see you in Canton. Because Aaron already knows. Yeah. <laughs> he already knows. Right. But, but yeah, the part for me was it was the brothers, man. Um, His, his brothers. Ooh. Uh, Shout him you out. I think that Aaron Rodgers was 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 laying a seed saying we'll both be in Canton in five years. <laughs> hey, that's a hey. Ooh. Uh, I'm just saying hey. Little black man. Hey. Hey, you were on cracking the code. Hey, man. See you in Canton. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Canton. Put Devin Hester in the damn can in the damn Hall of Fame. All right. I'm tired of this. Sick and tired of this. Tired. Fact that he didn't go first ballot that drives me nuts. All right, what else you want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna ask you on the Cardinals. Uh, first of all, I agree with you because Devin Hester to me is probably is the best. Like you it's know, a, it's so like, it's so like if you're the best, done. If if done. the argument is to the Hall of Fame is supposed to be telling the story of the league, right? Well, kickers play too. Kick returners play too. Punt returners play too. And a lot of times, sometimes they just play that position. And it doesn't matter. But, like, you couldn't tell me that Keyshawn Nixon wasn't one of the most valuable players on the Packers over the last six games down the stretch. You couldn't he tell played, me he, that. No, he played, he played a big part. I will say that. But when the Bears, when you look at the, the mid-2000s of the Chicago Bears. Yes. Outside of Erlacher, it is Devin Hester. Period. Period. Like it's it's one thing if he just had a lot. Okay, like Cordell Patterson, he is one of the greatest returners of all time. He could be he could argue for two. You know, he's arguably one of the greatest. Or people can argue him for one. That's fine by me. But he he is just good at scoring TDs. Devin Hester straight up won games, changed games, put that team in the Super Bowl. Like they had to pay him as a receiver because there is no like (laughs) there is nothing in terms of a returner. So they had to pay him as they called a special player. They paid him as a receiver. They actually had to change positions so they can pay him. So it's I don't know. That's ridiculous. You got a bunch of old dudes up there. He's like, well, he's a returner. It's like, no, he changed the game, changed the game and the greatest ever at his position. Anyhow. Well, somebody who didn't change the game at all was uh, Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury. No. Like, oh, revolutionary offensive system, and uh, guess what? Didn't work. He's done. And they said that Kyler Murray will be involved in the next coaching search. He will be involved. Fun. What do you think that – what does that mean, actually? Is that like – because uh, how involved is, is he going to be, like, supposed to be uh, reviewing resumes? Going well, in on the why, I, Like, why is he? Why does he have to be involved? But hell, he's the only one that's got any contract around everybody else. I know, you're right. I know, right? I feel like he's he and the owner are the only people that we should have a decent idea. We'll be sticking around for at least the next two, three years. But this this right here, it's almost oddly enough, because it's Cliff Kingsbury, but this is kind of like this is like Baker Mayfield-ish. When when Baker was in Cleveland, I felt like one, I think I I still like Baker like overall. Like I when he came out, I was like, he is the best quarterback. He has pretty much all the things that you are other than like being like six, six, four, six, five, he has all like the tools really that you want a quarterback sure. for a quarterback makeup. I just felt like they what happened in Cleveland is that they gave him the keys to the car way too soon. 
and he, and Baker straight abused that power. And like for Kyler already to be in a situation where like he's involved in all this stuff or even him yelling at Kyle, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, excuse me, yelling at Cliff Kingsbury on, on the sideline. Like it already showed right there, like that dynamic that yeah. Kyler does not respect Cliff. And because you never, you know, you know, you never hear, I mean, you probably have, but like Aaron being involved, a lot of things don't get ran by Aaron and Green Bay. I mean, that was part of the problem is like they're making decisions without even consulting with him. He might give a suggestion, right. but then Green Bay makes decisions. And it's like, why don't you consult? Why can't he pick who he wants? Um, And so this right here is kind of like, I don't know. It's really, really interesting to me in terms of him being involved. Now, involved in terms of like, hey, we might ask you a few questions. So, right, it, it, there is a lot of gray area. Like, is he involved as in like he's legit, you know, flying the coaches or bringing them in and sitting in these meetings? Maybe, maybe not, but probably they're like, hey, you know, what's, what style fits your best? And then we'll go and the executives will do their own research. So, but it's funny when when I when I watched that game on Hard Knocks versus the versus the Bucks and that one time Cliff hung his head down at, when they lost in overtime, I was like, "Yeah, that's that, yeah. <laughs> that's that's probably it, man." <laughs> that is probably I hate yeah. laughing at that. I'm not laughing, but it's like psh, that's 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 probably it. And um, that's, hey, that's man, really look. He just signed a massive contract extension last season. You know what? He's financially he gonna be doing. He got all the money in the world to sleep on if you uh, as he's looking for a new place to stay. Right. Arizona I said we don't want you no more. That's the one thing too is like when these head coaches get fired. I understand everyone's like, oh, it's not just the coaches. Is everyone else involved? Yes, that is unfortunate. Unfortunately, it happens to players all the time, every single day, and there's nothing that anyone could do about it. So I hear the all sympathy stuff. But the head coaches that are getting fired, they're getting fired and they're keeping that dope. Speaking of things happening to assistants, Sean McVay gave his assistant coaches permission to interview at other places. For sure. Which I feel like is something that would only get reported if there was a question of whether or not the head coach would return. Because interviews get interviewed for interviews I mean, assistant coaches get interviewed at other places all the time. Right. Like, you know, like we never hear how there's this mass, uh, you know, now all of a sudden John Harbaugh has allowed his offensive and defensive coordinators to be interviewed. Like somebody would just interview them. Right. They would just ask an interview would need to be granted or requested. But it's like this whole concept of McVay revealing like, hey, guys, anybody you want to take a shot at here, they are. Yeah. Like, just, yeah uh, just in case. Well, is I'm so like, what does that just in case mean? Is that I feel like, first of all, what is this Brett Farvian thing we're doing here with every season now with Sean McVay if he wants to stay? Like, just go take take a time. You need time to reconsider your future. The difference thing, no, the difference with Favre is Favre did not want to leave. Favre did not want to retire, and NFL or people. Packers, everyone was trying to force him out. He was like, no, I can still go. Like, I'm not trying to leave. So he was retiring just to retire, but he wasn't trying to. Sean McVay, I can see with him, he is, and I know people say, oh, this guy works day and night, super dedicated. Sean McVay is insanely dedicated to football. Like, he, he's a type where he does not leave the facility. He is there all day, all night. 
And I seen it when he was an offensive coordinator in Washington. Like I will come back to the facility, you know, let's say eight 30, nine o'clock. And he's still in his office working diligently, come out. He'll probably get a snack, water, Gatorade, go back in the office. And he's there all night and wasn't, it did not go home because, and that's just how he's wired. So I'm sure, especially when he took the head coaching job, I'm sure it got worse for him to, to, to work extra hard. And then, you know, now he's, you know, he has a wife and, and I'm sure she's, you know, wants him home more and, and wants to have a family. And I'm sure he's, he's looking, looking at that in a great manner. It's like, okay, he came to LA and did what he needed to do. And I'm pretty sure like, Hey, you know, I, I'm dead. I'm, I'm so dedicated to football that I, I need to probably flip that and be more dedicated to home. Kind of like what JJ Watt's doing now. Like he just had a kid and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm ready to be home. And and this, it does get exhausting. It does get exhausting. So I want so who are the nine to five guys? Because apparently like, you know, that's kind of what you hear is like that most guys are in the facility all the time, but you just making it the point you just made about Sean McVay is how he's one of the people who are really like that. Mm-hmm. So is that not popular in around the time, in the, at least in the franchises that you've been in, have there not been significant amounts of people who are kind of like there overnight because the way everybody makes it seem is that everybody lives there and everybody's doing it a whole bunch. So I don't mean to try to say like Sean McVay, he's only 24 hours in a day mm-hmm. ultimately. So he's spending 24 or is he spending like the 22 compared to other people spending 14 or, uh, you know, I'm trying to figure that out. What's the balance? Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying like from, from, from my experience, like Joe Barry, he would have the staff there all day, all night. You know, and some sometimes I would pop my head in the room and be like, guys, like I'm like, Joby, go home, guys. He's like, nah, we're trying to we're trying to help you guys out. And and I would just joke around with them. It's a defensive staff would stay. Some guys would stay in the office. Also, too, I would I would say like me, when I was in Washington, I my family lived um back west on the west coast. And so if I was by myself, then yeah, I would just go to facility and I would just be there all day. And sure. But some and also some guys are just wired like that. There's a chance where some guys just are they just live in the office and I don't know their their family life might be different. You know, it, it might so be a, the, so so uh, so. There should I assume that then, then most guys are not wired like that. Like should I assume that most guys are just you know working like a, a normal 40, 50 hours and calling it a day. If when you excuse me when you go back and look at Arizona, that was probably that was probably the case. If people were saying if people were saying Kyler Murray did not study and he will leave the facility afterwards. Well, guess who else was probably leaving the facility afterwards? It was probably Cliff as well. If no one is, if no one was there all day long. Um, but it just, but even listening to how Sean McVay talks and how he has all these photographic memories of certain plays and certain things. I mean, he, it's kind of hard not to like believe that guys, you can be, you know, that you can be studying you can be sitting in, in an office all day long. It doesn't mean you're being productive, you know? No, uh, I, that's the other thing I was trying to think of yeah. too, because maybe it would be because like after a certain time, there's, you know, you lost returns. You just need to take a break. Yeah, exactly. You know like you're saying? sitting there like, watching the same thing, over. watching the same thing right. over and over, or like, you know, I know some guys will come back to the facility just to like, you know, hey, look at me. Like, I'm putting in extra work. Like, are you really? You know what I'm saying? And j- just just how Sean McVay is, like, 
even one time I, I, I went to the uh, Rams training camp and he and I were talking, um, you know, on the field. And I mentioned about a play uh, where Matt Stafford, he tried to try to look me off and throw a backside go ball. And, and then I also talked about how I, I, I dropped a pick that would have won the game and Sean McVay took, he took me through the whole entire drive. He talked about the defense that we were in and talked about exactly what happened, what I saw. Like he, he, he took me through the play as if he dropped the interception and that's just how his mind is wired. So honestly, I truly believe like, okay, he had you, he has reached the pinnacle as a head coach in the national football league. And it, it truly could be like, Hey, like, you know, there, there is no, there is no like future investment in this team right now because he's like when Stafford, Aaron and and Jalen are done, he's like, I'm pretty much going to shut it down too. And they're going to be in a rebuilding situation. I'm like, if he, if he has to go through that rebuilding situation again, that's going to be another three or four years of trying to figure this thing out. And I just think mentally he is just not ready to do that. He's like, I did this at a young age. And if I can at this age go home and be with my wife and just enjoy life, he's etched in history for, for the Los Angeles Rams. Like he's good. You know, it, it just would be a oh, I just, it's hard to believe he's so young. But you know, yeah. you, I guess that's but that's but back, that's the world. But that's know? the world. That's the world now. You know, it, it, like I think yeah. the culture, especially in the NFL, is like okay, we hire you as a head coach, we hire you as a quarterback. You need to win now. There's no more rebuilding. There's no more. Uh, that is true. There's no more. Hey, you got four years, or we're gonna sit the QB and give him time to mature. It's like, no, get out there and win right now. And if you don't win right now, you're out of there. Period. And so, also too, you look at it from a coach, and you know, I'm I'm assuming like nowadays these these young these young coaches are like, I'm not about to sit in this office for 30 years and just sit here for 30 years because that's all I want to do. Right. It's probably not what it is. So. Um, but, but speaking of like coaches who have reached the pinnacle, um, I, I was watching, you know, ESPN this morning and I feel like McCarthy gets so much slander, man, about, about, they said, who has more to prove Dak or McCarthy or will McCarthy lose his job or this, that, and the third. I'm like, what what are we doing here? Yeah. I'm not going to lie. The kind of. Will McCarthy is his job in jeopardy? I mean, I suppose his job is in jeopardy by any measure. Like if they go out and and get stonewalled, lose by forty, and like sure, I mean it's the NFL. Stranger things have happened, but like, I, it's, Dude, Mike I McCarthy is a, he's above sixty percent. He's above sixty percent in career percentage winning percentage. And has a Super Bowl championship. I don't care if it was 2011. I don't care if he had Aaron Rodgers. I don't care. Like, this is absolutely bonkers to me. Yeah, I just – it just did not seem like and – and you know what? He hasn't cost him a game yet. Like, last season, there was a couple moments you could point back to him and be like, ooh, should have called a timeout. Right. Shouldn't have right. called a timeout. What are you doing going in for here? That hasn't been the case this year. And maybe it's just because Dak has been playing so poorly, turning the ball over so much, he didn't have the opportunity to cost him a game. But I think that if, like, 
<laughs> when we're talking about these guys who I have a lot of success, when you were talking about uh, Cliff and Kyler, I was thinking about Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson and how Russell Wilson ran a bunch of different offensive coordinators in there, but it was still always Seattle because right. it was always Pete, right? Right. And you look at Dan Campbell, turned it around this season, a, and the type of guy who's sprinkling it down to everybody. He is not, we talked about these general manager type head coaches who are managing every single managing the offense, managing the defense, instead of dedicating and calling it all to oneself. Like, I just feel like that's got to be the best way to go about it. And Mike McCarthy, whatever you think about Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn, he's been doing that. Kellen Moore got interviewed by the that, Panthers, by the way. So, what was that? Kellen Moore was requested to be interviewed by the Carolina Panthers. Oh, wow. For both head, head coach and job out of coach him. and OC, I believe. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would like Steve Wilkes to get that job. It's not going to happen. I know. Like we, but that's not going to happen. Very much in the same way, like we knew Lovey Smith was not going to get a second chance, no matter what happened in that game. So I don't know about you, but I was rooting very, very hard for the Houston Texans at the end of that. But I, I think I think there is still a possibility that Steve Wilkes could be, hence why Kellen Moore was interviewed, interviewed for both. For both jobs. For both, for sure. Because the, the hard thing is, the hard thing is to get a is to create a culture where a team can compete, and with all the stuff that Carolina went through he with their quarter, with their quarterbacks, with their injuries in the secondary, with trading away CMC, they had a chance. They had a chance, and that was that was like one that was one of the surprising like beyond beliefs. Like I had I did not even consider them having a chance along with the Giants and the Jets, like even having a chance in Detroit, you know? So that's what I was about to say. Out right. Through seven games this season, I would have thought the Lions were done. The uh, Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I agree. Like I knew Detroit would be competitive because they were competitive around. last year. I knew they would be competitive and they were probably finished like close to 500 or maybe slightly. Like, I don't know. I thought they'd be – way more competitive and they, I mean obviously they were but I didn't think they would have you know be in the running to possibly make the playoffs shout out to Baker Mayfield he cost <laughs> me so much money this year he, he cost like he individually cost me so much money this year I almost I, I sometimes I just can't get right on a guy either I pick him and they lose or I don't pick him and they win or they cover but just anyway but Yo, the GM in Houston's got like a six and twenty-four record in his last thirty games. Oh my gosh! Like, but, it, you know, I don't the know. Keep firing the coach, Nick Cesario. Is he? That's right. He is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought Nick got a different position. Oh gosh, Houston man, they just—I tell you what—they need to start from scratch. Houston, this this is going to be. This is an interesting situation. This whole draft is going to be interesting. This whole draft with Houston and the Bears. Like, they should be on the phone every day this, this like, until draft day happens. See, that's what I figured as well. Because, you know, Eddie Spaghetti, he put a huge bet on Bryce Young to go first overall. 
and was and was not very happy with you know the Bears coming out. And I was like, bro, the Bears just hired a new GM. Like, I bet if anything, they're gonna try to trade that pick. If they if they're good with Fields, they'll try to trade that pick and get as much as they can back because Bryce Young is gonna be the number one overall pick to whoever falls in love with. Them. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's one spot, but it's, it is going to cost one spot. But I, I, it's going to cost. Yeah, I could see, I could see Houston going up to one to get Bryce. With the Bears staying at two, and getting the the linebacker from Alabama, and and possibly. Obviously, getting another like a, a haul from that, maybe he, maybe they get Houston's. With uh, they have a twelve pick as well in that draft, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm sure the Colts are going to get probably C.J. Stroud. And I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're working on trying to move. If they would try to move fields, I mean, they're they're going to field all calls. No pun intended. And the Bears, uh, the Bears, <laughs> if they could walk out of here with a crazy situation, a crazy situation, they they could walk they could walk out of this draft with like three potential Pro Bowlers. That's what I mean. At least three cracks at the apple in a draft that seems to have a lot of talent, but also some good quarterbacks. I mean, Bryce Young is still a quarterback guy. Like so, like. I find that drafts like this, you have a lot of guys who could have been the number one overall pick, but one quarterback is so much better that, like, you know, there's gonna there's gonna be some dudes in this draft. I agree, and especially when you have Stroud and Bryce Young, I I really like Stroud as well. And some of these quarterback heavy teams, if you're the Bears and you can convince yourself that Justin Fields is the guy, you had the most salary cap space in football and the number one overall pick, like that, that's a you could take on a lot of young assets with that type of situation and figure out which ones work and which ones don't and build the team around your quarterback. Yeah. Will Anderson is his name. Will Anderson, the yeah. linebacker, uh, the pass rusher. So yeah, it, this is, this is wild. So yeah, Houston, it's, it's big. They, they have to just go get a quarterback. I mean, there's, there's no, there's no, if ands or buts about it, you just, you just go get a QB. Um, and then you, then you build from there and you, I think they have 11 picks this draft. Yeah. Um or maybe they don't move. Maybe maybe they don't move. Maybe they they should they'd be able to sit at two and the Bears still take, you know, take him still take Will Anderson at one. Maybe the Colts do something crazy. I just feel <laughs> like the I just feel like the prospect of when we saw the Colts tank so vehemently. I know you don't want to go there. We don't have to. No, we saw the, we do your thing. Like they went so vehemently to go get. Like some of these teams are making crazy moves to get. Like it feels like uh, uh, to move up and get one of these quarterbacks because they know where they are, and the Colts know where they are. And you know the only way the Colts have ever had real success is with Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck. The man knows. Like Jim Irsay called two QBs. Did. They drafted to and exactly. So how did you get them? You stunk. Houston's been trying to do the same thing. All right, so I, I see these teams. If if you can convince yourself that Justin Fields is it, which I know that it wasn't the same, you know, uh, 
regime that drafted, the idea that you would keep the number one pick instead of getting some value for it when you know you can get Will Anderson. You're going to be able to get Will Anderson because, like, they ain't going to take him. They're going to take a quarterback. So I just – I feel you got it. You really got to move back. So And I think Eddie's bet is safe. But let's take a quick break and then get into, like you said earlier, the teams that made the playoffs. Have you been betting with the Caesar Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, congrats. If you don't, You'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 years plus only. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 or more wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit, $1,250 must be used within 14 days of receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. If you have a gambling problem in Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier, City, and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER, which is 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, man, the Seahawks and the 49ers. The Seahawks uh, beat the Rams to stay in. It'll be the third time they play each other. Geno Smith in his first career playoff start. There are some actually terrifying numbers towards San Francisco this week. I thought I was going to be all over the 49ers, and I probably still will be all over the 49ers, but like almost every single betting trend goes against teams that have won so many games in a row because ultimately at some point, 
something's got to give. This team has won 10 games in a row now. Brock Purdy has been playing like, I mean, there are people out here saying he should be offensive rookie of the year, which is absurd. Um, and I, I don't see it. I don't see the offensive rookie of the year there, obviously. I've loved the 49ers all season, and now I feel like I'm getting cold feet. Talk me back into my team. No, I, They're not going to have trouble with Seattle, but I have, I'm talking about the rest of the playoffs. Oh uh, yeah, I don't think they're gonna have trouble with Seattle, but I mean, I do love I do love this football rivalry. Uh, I know it's different because it's not Harburg and 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 Pete Carroll, but this the Seahawks 49ers game, you know, between the fans is a fun one and a, a legit hatred towards one another. Um, so this is super cool. Even though I was hoping it would be my Packers going to Santa Clara, I'll, uh, I do like this matchup. Yeah, the whole Purdy thing being offensive rookie of the year is, is absolutely insane because it's it's not Purdy, it's Kyle Shanahan. Okay, that's like people got people got to understand it. Actually, you know what I ask you? I want to ask you this. I almost asked social media. McDaniel and Shanahan are both down to the third string quarterbacks. Mm. You think their system is beating up the QB? <laughs> <laughs> so. For Miami, I think you're on to something. Honestly, <laughs> I really do. I think you're on to something. For uh, for for uh, for for San Francisco, I think Jimmy G just has terrible, terrible luck. No, both QBs got hurt, hurt running no, the ball. Did I they know. not? I mean, Trey Lance got hurt, but Trey Lance has not been. I mean, he's practiced significantly prior to this moment. It didn't get hurt. Like you know, what I'm saying in the games before he played, didn't get hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is injury prone, but I I but the, to your point. Even Almost Stafford is out in their first, first, their first like three start or first all the 49ers quarterbacks in their first 13 starts go crazy. And it's like, well, why are so many guys getting first 13 starts? You look at it. McVeigh is down to his. He had to get a new quarterback from somewhere else. He's down to his fourth quarterback. The Jets, LaFleur, he's down to his third quarterback. Not anymore. Not no. he's oh, no. well, I guess conflicting reports say he may or may not be fired. I saw it come across by the national guys that he was fired, and then some of the guys at SNY were still saying that he wasn't. So I don't know. In limbo as of now with your boy uh, Lafleur at the Jets. Yeah. But so I, think I do like it's more indicative of lack of practice time among offensive linemen. Yeah, I do. I do like the Niners simply because I mean they they they've been playing outstanding football all year. You know, not all year long. The the second half. Um, they won like 13 straight, something crazy like that, right? Something wild. Yeah. And, and Debo's back. Debo's back just in time. And we talked about this, like he's going to come back when it matters. And it matters. And I just feel like just too much firepower all over the field. Absolute rock star coaching staff on both sides of the football. And a super confident quarterback who is supported greatly by the entire team and the coaching staff. George Kittle said something a few weeks ago. <clears throat> he said, you know, when we when we lose like a starter or we have a like a third stringer back there, this isn't like word for word, but he said the this is when when you do adverse like this, this is when the superstars need to step up. This is where, you know, the pro bowls, yeah. all pro guys need to put on their cape and take over. So like it's kind of like they knew like what we have to do. It's not just so much like you know, we support him. We see him in practice. He can do his thing. Oh, yeah, that's like the standard answer. But he legit was like, this is where we need to step up. The Pro Bowl is the big-time players need to step up. And that's exactly what they have done. 
And so, yeah, they're, they're playing. They're playing really good football there. I still think even getting to the playoffs, they're the most one of the most terrifying teams uh, to play against. And I, yeah, I think I think this is going to be cool. I, I love the I love the Seahawks situation, like their story and all. But I think I think it stops here. But here's something interesting. I <clears throat> I was like, based on what happened with Seattle this year, or yeah, this this whole entire year, offseason and all. I'm not saying he should win coach of the year, but I will throw Pete Carroll's name in the hat. Just in I that, saw you like, tweeting about this. Yeah. And I'm here with you in that, in that nobody had them slated to do much of anything. I didn't and at all. Look at what the floor is. Similar right. to Tomlin. Look at what the floor is. Okay. Look how like we're fighting for a playoff spot on, on week 18. What more can you ask for starting a a, a, a quarterback and who I mean, everybody, it was a laughing stock. Let's be honest. People were laughing at Geno Smith and making fun of him, making jokes about him. And now at this point, you can't do it anymore. He's right. in the playoffs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're a jerk now if you're making Geno Smith joke. Right. He's the only quarterback, to, I believe, to start every game this year at quarterback. Or play every snap, rather. To play every snap at quarterback. Mm. I think I saw that stat when they were playing against Detroit. And it tracks off the top of my head. Right. And, and I... And and simply because again, what Pete Carroll, the KJ Wright called me out. He goes, "I'm coming after you if they make the playoffs." I'm like, "Hey, I own it." I did. I didn't think they were going to. And also, too, not because of like overall. Yes, you trade away your quarterback, and you just you actually load right back up and go right to the playoffs with Geno Smith. And I say he definitely gets. I would give him a lot of credit for what he did with Geno Smith. And not so much because everyone keeps jumping in there like, no, Dabo. I'm like, no, yeah, Dabo is probably going to win it. But Pete Carroll should get a nomination for what he did with Geno Smith. And then someone else, you know, kind of went at me, was like, hey, you know, Geno's been like been like that, been like that. And I'm saying I'm not saying what Pete did to Geno from a mechanic standpoint. Geno can he can always he can spin the ball, always spin the ball pretty well. Oh, sure. really good. And I, I played against Gino, and he throws a great football. This is not the mechanics. This is more so from a mental aspect. Like, Gino has dealt with so much adversity because, yes, first of all, he goes to the, the crazy organization in the Jets where they were at the time and then end up becoming a you know a career backup for the past, what, seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. And then Pete Carroll – what people forget is Pete Carroll is, is, is known – for like mental performance. Like he has a book called Win Forever, which teaches you how to compete and and all these cool mental performance aspects. And that's why he's always able to have his teams in it because he knows how to build a competitive culture. Seattle does a great job of training the bottom of the depth chart. These are your special team guys. These are your undrafted guys. These are your late round picks. He's able to get the most out of those guys. And that's how you create a really good culture. You compete on everything that you do. And even that, that one uh, clip, you know, where Gino was livid after a penalty and Pete Carroll called his name and did that signal where he told him to, Hey, like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's all good. And Gino goes in there and throws a, a com- you know, converts a third and 10 and is like fired up. It's because th- they do, they're doing something together. That's keeping him, mentally in the moment. And that is a huge thing. And that's where so many, so many executives, so many head coaches, they miss 
on quarterbacks because they fall in love with the physical attributes. It is a big deal. It does matter. You do want the big arm. You do want a, a big, durable quarterback. That is huge because that is a franchise. But you still need to evaluate the mind. Like, when does he handle adversity? When does he is able to lead all these things? Like, th- that the movie Draft Day, when he was like, hey, man, Bo Callahan, you might want to watch that again. What do you mean? You see all these things. You might watch him after this play, and he and he showed him like after after adversity, he couldn't handle it. The stuff Zach Wilson's going through. Everyone that or, one rollout, you know, the, the one the rollout line. in pro day, the one rollout, and he threw it across his body, and everyone was like, "Oh, that's it." To me, the number one example is I didn't know if Jalen Hurts was going to have a big enough arm or strong enough be strong enough to last in the pros, but I knew his mentality. After what he he had yes. so visibly gone through in college, yes, and for him to like not ha- have any, he didn't harbor any resentment. He was happy to team one. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is right. all around it. And then he's like, you know what? This situation isn't the best for me. It's anymore. not for I, me. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be go a Heisman candidate in Oklahoma. I, like, boom! All I'm gonna do is just show you, show you what you're gonna miss. And look, and and it's like, hey, Alabama, they're not hurting for nothing, right? But when he goes to Oklahoma and he's like, nah, I'm going to go show y'all. I'm going to get with Lincoln yeah. Riley and I'm going to show y'all I can do all of this stuff that y'all saying that all these other guys can do. And then boom, like at the at least at this level, I'm going to dominate my competition where I can. And, right. ever, and that's what he's really done ever since he's had the opportunity. Yeah, to, and, like, and right now at this state, the best quarterback between Matt Jones, too, and Jalen is Jalen. Yeah. At, at, this state, at this state of time right now. And... <clears throat> Right. And, and but that's also why I felt the same with Baker, you know, his whole journey, him going to Texas Tech and then getting hurt. Oh, he walked on to Texas Tech, got hurt mm-hmm. and got his job, got hurt, lost his job, walks on to Oklahoma, earns a starting job, wins the Heisman. Like it's it's that's why I knew he had the mental fortitude to handle adversity. Now, again, he's it's different now. He's dealing with any more kind of adversity, but it's it's those aspects. And that's why I do love what Pete Cow do with Gino. But at the end of the day, answer your question, I like Seattle covering here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, uh, San Fran. Too. No, well, I think San Fran. Covers, actually. I don't so got you got, you're, taking, you're taking San Francisco in the nine and a half. I'm taking I'm San take, Fran with the nine and a half. I'm I taking Seattle it, to cover. Listen to this, Will. In the last 20 years, 15 teams have played a playoff game <laughs> on a 10-game win streak. Those teams are seven and eight straight up and two and 13 against the spread. So I'm just I'm just riding that trend right there. Look, if I'm Kenneth Walker don't go off, then this is going to be a big problem. The real offensive rookie of the year. Um, let's go on to the Chargers and the Jaguars. What were the Chargers doing? Why is Mike Williams hurt? I don't know, he was man. Hurt. Like, why, like, what is British State like? Because he's, he's always making these dramatic catches. <laughs> But now, but you know that now that Cliff Kingsbury is fired, Brandon Staley is now moved up to number one in my uh, in my double agent cut coach rankings of people who I'm almost positive are working for the other side. You're locked in the fifty. What are you doing? What are you doing? And now we're going to miss him. And you know what? You're probably going to lose. Is he officially out? I'm almost positive. Well, at least as as of this, I mean, I have the Wednesday practices aren't all done, so I don't know if he was limited out or whatever. But I mean, I saw the injury; didn't look good. And then Mike Williams has historically been a guy that's only going to take a couple weeks after he gets hurt. You know, it's just kind of kind of the way he is. But I'm with the Jaguars here, and uh, and I don't even think back the Jaguars typically. Uh, I don't even think the Jaguars deserve to beat the Titans. And I'm thinking, of, you say you didn't that, think they deserve to beat the Titans? I mean, that defense stood up real, real tall. But offensively, the Jaguars in the second half of that game left much to be desired. 
They did. They did. But defensively, they're getting it done. And, and that's what it is. Defense wins championships. This is this is going to be an interesting game. Um, like, I would feel indifferent if the Chargers were hosting the Jaguars, but the fact that the Chargers have to go all the way across the country on that grass in Duval, smell those burnt coffee beans from the coffee factory that I used to smell every time when I played there. Um, it's it's going to be an interesting situation. Oh, man. I mean, the, the, Go the ahead, rematch. Man, do it. Do it. What? Do, it. do, do what? Boys. Huh? Do it. Pick your boys. Do I it. think Jacksonville is going to win, but. Me too. But. But. The, the fact that the Chargers got in the playoffs is interesting. I because I feel like right now, and rightfully so, they're being slept on. But I I feel like Doug Peterson, you know, if you're going if you're going coach for if you don't know in terms of player for player, I go coach for coach. I'm picking Doug all day, and I'm sure the Chargers going to come out, you know, feeling some type of way because they got smacked earlier this year. Um, but I like I like Jacksonville in this, and I, I like Jacksonville. Money line, overall, spread, all of the above. It's Duval. It's not happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Jacksonville, Jacksonville every which way as well. And the other team I really don't want to take, and I'm not going to because it's disgusting. But this would have been a great matchup if Tua somehow could have got out there and played. But oh, man, probably for the best wanna... that he's not. Uh, but this would uh, be the greatest upset in football history. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, if Skyler Thompson slash Teddy Bridgewater beat the Bills. But okay, but hey, you know what, though? All right. The Bills needed two kick returns last week to keep that thing kind of still feeling respectable. The Patriots were in a game that I, you know, didn't, you know, it was ugly. And the Bills secondary has some holes. And I, mean, I just don't know if Tyler, if Skyler Bridgewater is going to be the person's Look, uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say that the Dolphins caught the Bills. This, despite the league going through a whole tragedy, this was directly with the Bills, and they caught them at a vulnerable moment. Where, when it happened to your teammate on the field, you are apprehensive. I'm sure going out there, like, sure, you know, let's, let's play, let's play the game, let's try to use our mental blockers and just go out there and play. It was an emotional day. So the fact that the opening kickoff was for a touchdown, they end up winning the game. And now DeMar Hamlin is actually home. He got discharged from Cincinnati hospital and he got discharged from the Buffalo hospital and he's home and he's doing well. And, uh, and it's awesome. So I think now that he's at the crib and he's shoot, he, he's probably going to go to the game. Yeah. I'd imagine. Um, ironically, I was watching, I'm rewatching Friday Night Lights, the series, and Jason Street. I'm on the episode where he got brought onto the field after his tragedy. And yeah, I think the Bills beat the brakes off the Dolphins. I do too. Like, like this is just going to be a mess. I think this is, this has Georgia TCU potential here. This has, this definitely has Georgia TCU potential. This has Georgia TCU potential right here. Like, this has uh, the potential that if you're hit, sitting with an under ticket, I feel like you might be sitting like, wow, 
How did the Dolphins score six points and this game still go over? Because what happened was in the last game, the the Dolphins were in it because they had that home run hitter. They can they, at any moment with Tua and those receivers, boom, take you off top. Yeah. And that's and what the, what we've seen honestly with the backup quarterbacks in Miami, they not don't that. hit singles or doubles. They're yeah, not hitting, that. you know, <laughs> they're not getting it. Because that's really what it was with the with the Miami's offense. It's like, yo, I'm throwing, I'm I'm gonna throw this short little out, short little in, slant, whatever. You do it. Yeah. You do it, Tyreek. You do it, yeah, See you guys in the end zone. Yeah, that, that one that over out to Waddle and he put his head down, it was like, Ing. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And then the deep ball uh where the safety got late to Tyreek Hill on the, on the right side. I'm like, okay. That's what they can do. They can hit you over the top, but I don't see Skylar Bridgewater getting it done. I don't think Skylar Bridgewater can make it happen, man. I don't think it's going to happen. That's or, or uh, Teddy Thompson. Ted Thompson is somebody though. Yeah, oh, he's GM that, pa- GM that passed away for the passage. Oh, he drafted oh, me. There you go. He drafted. Oh me. wow. Yeah, that was my guy. I bet. I bet he was. Yeah, that was getting that phone call. Probably pretty cool. It was very cool. I was annoyed, but I was super cool at the same time. Annoyed? Yeah. But it took here's so long? A, here's, the, here's the thing with the draft. You are thankful to get drafted, but it's not so much of like, it's not like, yeah, you wish you went first. You know, it wasn't so much, okay, I went fourth round. <clears throat> it's when you watch the draft and it's guys you played against and who went before yeah. you. That's, that's I can the, imagine that. That's the thing. So after like 10 years, I think the only remaining corners for my draft was – Antonio Cromartie, Jonathan Joseph, and myself. And those two were first round picks. It's not uh, it's not that it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not a bad list to be on. But let's move on to the rest of these games real quick and yep. then take a break to do our lemon pepper parlay. The Giants and the Vikings. I'm taking the Giants plus the three. The Giants, I think they had a better coach than Brian Dayball. I don't think they necessarily have the better team, but I'll never ever forget the story that you told me about Kirk Cousins. So then, there it is. Yeah, you know what? It's um this definitely has a certain type of <laughs> I'm laughing because I I just got hit with a fantasy football league fee. I didn't even know there was a league fee. You finished in last place? <laughs> huh? You finished in last place? I don't know. I didn't finish in last place. I'm in the NFL network when Michael Fabiano just said I owe him a league fee. See these? I hear people tell me this afterwards. Oh, well, I'm, I'm. They might probably told you beforehand too, and you just never I paid just, it. You're probably right. <laughs> this is a good point. Um, this is this is this has upset potential for sure, for sure. Um, I just think the Giants are going to be so turned up if Davin if Davin Cook doesn't doesn't get loose, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem if Davin Cook problem. does not if Davin Cook does not have over ninety yards. Of rushing, KT five could have a four to five sack game. <laughs> he could. All right. <laughs> I was just going to say more along the lines of if they can get to Kirk Cousins and uh, keep him down. I think you have seen Thibodeau make a stretch uh, in the last. I mean, I know he made a lot of noise because of the Nick Foles injury, but the fact of the matter is he had hit Nick Foles before that. You know what I'm saying? He's been getting to the quarterback a lot uh, towards the end of the season here, and I expect him to do it here as well. Um, 
And it, to me, it's Justin Jefferson. You triple team him and just breathe and just hit Kirk Cousins. Just hit him and then, boom, you win this game. That's, that's yeah. the Giants' path to victory. I don't see any path to victory for the Baltimore Ravens whatsoever. Whatsoever. I don't care who's at quarterback. I do not I see none. who's at quarterback. I see none. I think this also has, like, not just necessarily Georgia TCU potential, but this is going to be the Bengals win this thing going away. Be it, I just think it should be an ass whooping. Covering this, the seven should be a breeze. Yeah. Like I, I really, uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. I have nothing it else is. to say. I just the Bengals are, are so are so ready right now. They're just they're just so ready, and um, they had to get back to the playoffs. Otherwise, it, it would have been an absolute failure for them. <laughs> And it's great. It's it's funny because <clears throat> I know what this is not a real topic, but you know, obviously Mahomes is like the the clear cut you know MVP runaway. Like that's I'm just saying we've been saying that in the past like yeah. six six weeks. And I always say, even like you know I mentioned I'm a big boxing fan. I always say for as many people you can whoop, there's always gonna be one person that one person that can whip you. And I feel like what what happened with Mahomes is that he had such great success so soon that his nemesis came just as quickly in Joe Burrow. (laughs) (laughs) In Joe Burrow, right? I'm with you here. Like Brady did all that stuff and then Eli, you know, Peyton Manning just couldn't get over Brady. Um, You know, you got Steve Young, Troy Aikman. You just for every person, for every successful guy, there's something that can whoop you. And right now, that guy, that boogeyman is Joe Burrow. Um, because he he has pretty much everything that you want in a quarterback. If I'm evaluating a quarterback and I'm like, is he anything like Joe Burrow? If he's not, then I'm not taking him. I'm not. <laughs> I, mean, I feel you. I'm not. Because yeah. it's 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 more than like he checks every single box. Every box that you want for a quarterback, you can give put him in a put him at Tulsa, and they're gonna go to actual championship. He's gonna figure it out. He's gonna yeah, figure like, it out. He's just, I mean, the last time come. he didn't figure it out and he played a full season was like his junior year of college at LSU. His first year started. Mm-hmm. That was like the last time. After that, he won a national championship. After that, he got hurt. Not just After a national championship. He had the probably the greatest college <laughs> right. season. Ever. Right. And then, you know, went to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, here we are. Like, and now they're 20. They've lost three games against the spread in their last 25. Like, yeah. are you going to step in front of that train? I'm not either. I'm taking yeah. the Bengals. Yeah, same. Now, probably the best quarterback matchup, Dak and Tom Brady. The Cowboys should win this game. The Cowboys should win this game going away. The Cowboys are a significantly better team. Yeah, you, this is the best the quarterback matchup. This is the best quarterback matchup. And we, oh, I guess uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. Thank you. Better. Yeah, how dare you? Sorry, that was wrong. <laughs> best NFC side. How about that? Anyway, Cowboys should win this game because Dak is not going to turn the ball over three times. Why is this game on Monday? I don't know. Which, which game would you rather see, Chargers Jaguars on Monday? Uh, I'm saying that they're just letting homeboy get more rest in preparation. Brady, no, Brady, 
Maybe that's maybe that's it. <laughs> I want to see him around longer. <clears throat> um, I mean the, I hate when you like you you, they start looking at all the details. Everything does matter, and the the Cowboys apparently doesn't. They don't play well on grass. Apparently, that's that's what people. Yeah, are I've seen that, and I've been trying to ignore it. <laughs> 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 I mean, they're looking for everything. They just don't play well on grass. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Um, man, oh man, I, like I, I can't. I hate to put my emotions into this, but I, I really want to see the Bucks like go all the way again. I do. Make me sick. I, I want Brady to win another one. Why? I, because it's so difficult. To keep winning. It's so difficult to keep winning, especially at, at this. <laughs> it is so it is so hard. I oh, think I have what I, I think I have I have three division hats. Yeah. New York, Washington, and Green Bay. Three division hats. And I think. I think I had surgery each season. <laughs> like in the middle or after? In the in the uh yeah, I'm looking yeah, so Green Bay, we won two we won 2007. I broke my foot that season and then I ended up having surgery after the season. Um New York, I ended up having a knee scope afterwards cuz I had so much scar tissue from my previous surgery. And then the NFC championship, I had thumb surgery during the bye week. Gosh. That's, that's like the football players live a different life than I will ever know. I know. Ten, I had 10 surgeries. That's why it's funny. Last night I was playing basketball. I'm probably I'm probably like middle in terms of like age-wise. And I, I and we had some guys you know, that were 50s, you know, 40s. And I'm like, I probably have the most arthritis here out of all you guys. <laughs> That's a damn shame. <laughs> I know. But um, hence why my man Brady needs some rest. But I just I just love the fact that it's so difficult to win and that he just so I mean look gonna... okay, okay, perfect. Okay, here we go. Perfect example. Just recapping the whole McVay thing. Brady did not want to go home. That's true. Did not want to go home. And look what happened. You did everything. You need to do what else you need to do. Go home. He didn't want to go home. Stop playing. Mean, McVay know, probably he, saw McVay probably saw that and was like, yo, I ain't trying to deal with that. I already you know, do I don't know if you do. saw, but uh Brady and Giselle took a big time haircut on that FTX crypto scam that they were pushing. You know, it's not a you know the oh the yeah, big yeah, commercials. Yeah, Man, your boy might need to keep working a little bit. His tax returns might be a little might be a little funny acting. Oh, but, but he good. He good though. He got that fox though. Do you think he's, is he going to hit a playoff incentive? Are they going to win? Are you no, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm saying he got 300 mil waiting for him. Again, football players live just entirely different life. No, they, those guys live <laughs> that a different guy, that guy life. Yeah. <laughs> You're taking so I, I like Dave Damashek to pick this game. Okay, I got the Cowboys covered. All right, the Cowboys covered. All right. They get their Let's hearts say, broken. The, what, the, the Buccaneers get their hearts broken or the Cowboys? Cowboys. So what do you mean the Buccaneers are going to beat the Cowboys then? Yes. All right. 
now that we finally have you on the record. Let's take a quick break and then lay out our lemon. Wait, lemon. no, they don't. Oh, my goodness. Which one is it? Cowboys win. I don't want them to win, though, but they're going to win. All right. It's going to win now. because <laughs> because everyone got on Matt Stafford leading the league in picks. Everyone's giving Dak hell for all these picks. Dak's just slinging the rock. Be happy that he's slinging the rock. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that I think Dak does play better in this game. I'm still them boys. No, I tell you, you know what though? I tell you what, Dak goes out and wins this game. I I was telling Sal in Vegas, it was like this Cowboys to the Super Bowl thing wouldn't shock me if uh, if they can get past the first round, which obviously you're gonna have to do to win the Super Bowl. Let's take a quick break and break out a lemon pepper parlays. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Will, what's your lemon pepper parlay? Oh, boy. So, you know what? I want to hear yours first because usually you've been, you've been like waiting on me and then you've been adjusting yours. All right. Well, mine this week is going to be easy. You know, I was... How close I was to hitting eight to one last week. Baker Mayfield blew it again for me. Trevor Lawrence, though, this week will not blow it for me. I'm taking the Jaguars. I'm taking the Bengals. And I'm taking the New York Giants. All That's on the good. That's court. good. I like that. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Blackman parlay. Jags Giants. There money you go. Line, money line. Jags Giants. Money line. Oh, yeah, they're next to each other. You see them out there. Hey, yeah, yeah. Hey, I like it. It's, the, it's framed perfectly, too, right over each other. It is. Yeah. For? What if we had a Blackman yeah, Bowl? That would be absolutely bonkers. No one's going like, to that well, game. Well, for now, we have the Blackman parlay. I like that. I like that. I'm going I'm to put that one in, too. <laughs> but you know what? I'm yeah. going to also put a uh, – I'm also going to put a bet on Bills minus 13 and a half. And uh, are like 14, something ridiculous, an alternate spread, and Bengals minus 14. I think both of those games have potential to be NBA playoff style butt whoopings. Um, you want to put a bet that I will see you in Arizona? What? No, no. I'm just saying, you uh, want to put a bet on that? What should the odds be? Because <laughs> I actually think you'll probably want to go to that instead of going to Vegas on this plan. Yeah, well, yeah. And what's I your son's would... basketball schedule? 
Uh, he has a game Tuesday and Thursday. Mm. So well, Thursday, I don't know. I, so I can go Thursday night. We do a show Friday morning. Tell your peoples. Spaghetti. All tell right. the people I can go. Thursday All night. All right. I'll pass the message along. <laughs> and I'll bring you. Actually, I'll bring you to a party that, that I'm probably doing that night, too. So say less. We in there. Yes, sir. All right, man. Enjoy the playoffs, man. You too, man.